0: Hey everybody, welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, freestyle cliff jumping and Halloween songs.
1: After I jumped like the first couple times, I was like, holy shit. This is crazy. Like, this is insane. I kind of want to go higher. I'm always scared. Everybody's always scared. It's always like, well, that's a long way down and you're, you're excited, but you're scared. And if you're not scared, you're probably, there's something wrong. Oh, you have to. You can't just do a cannonball and, and not tell anybody like you're screaming cannonball amidst your job. Like a hundred percent.
0: I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, like download, subscribe, share. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. So I think that pretty much everybody at some point in their life has jumped off something fairly high into water. Our first guest though, takes that to an entirely different level. He's been around the world, jumping off cliffs, sometimes more than 100 feet high, and doing some just amazing tricks in the process. This is freestyle cliff jumper, Jay Briggs. How did you get into it? And what I mean by that is like, when did you really get hooked? Not like the first time you went, but like, man, this is my thing.
1: I know you said not the first time, but kind of the first time was actually when I was like, whoa, this is super sick. Cause like I was, I've always been an athlete like my whole life, like after high school and sports ended, like I was just went to a community college. So I would got really into like competitive gaming, like and would go to tournaments and stuff like that. And just like to compete like that competitive edge to make me feel like an athlete still. But when I was like 22, I bought a GoPro and I was like, I got to do something cool with this. Like I'll figure it out. And I saw some random girl on my Instagram that I, that I went to high school with, she posted that she was like near these cliffs. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Next weekend, I drove two and a half hours up there with a couple friends. And we were on like the edge of a 20-foot cliff. It's like, whoa, this is huge. But in hindsight right now, that's nothing. Like I would do it with my eyes like whatever. But after I jumped like the first couple times, I was like, holy shit. This is crazy. Like this is insane. I kind of want to go higher. And so literally I was hooked like then. And from then on, when I was 22, so that was like seven years ago, Every like, I go a little bit higher. And like as soon as I get home, I like, cool. What's a little bit higher? Where can I go? What's cooler? What's better? What's whatever? And I immediately start doing that, and then I I I have a look back.
0: What was the? Why did you get hooked though? What was it about it?
1: It was something super new because like once you started to get kind of like higher, and it's like it's almost like like even when it's twenty feet, it's like essentially it's like it's almost like risking your life. And it's like super adrenaline. You're like, Holy shit! And you think about it, and you're like. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have done it like that 20 feet not so much but when you get up to higher stuff like 60 70 80 100 100 plus feet you know you can really hurt yourself so it was like I got really hooked because it was so exhilarating it's like almost like you're not supposed to do it You know, it doesn't I mean you can why not but it like it was just such a like an adrenaline rush and you're just like I need to do that again and then like but once you do 20 feet like 20 times okay this there's no more adrenaline here so you kind of have to go for higher you gotta go for bigger you gotta do different tricks and so. It, it just became an obsession to chase that that feeling of just something that not too many people get to do.
0: So like, when does it become dangerous? At what height are you like, okay, now, now we got to stop messing around. For me
1: specifically, it's like 60 feet where I'm like, I should probably be a little bit more careful, but like, it depends on your skill level. Like, like an, like an average viewer of yours specifically, like who doesn't do this very often, like 15 feet is kind of a big deal because like you, I mean, it's not a huge deal, but like you can still hurt yourself. Like a lot of people, when they do it, they like land with their arms all out and they slap their arms and they they're bruised arms, you know, or, like they or like when they jump and they plug their nose and they start leaning back and they land on their back for 15 feet, that's going to hurt. So like, but for me, who's somebody who's like super controlled and a lot of my friends are too, you know, like 50 feet, 60 feet, you're like, yeah, if I flop, it's going to suck. But like, now I should probably take it a little bit more serious and make sure I don't mess anything up.
0: Like when I think of flopping, I'm thinking like a belly flop, and I would yeah. imagine that that would kill you. No, I've
1: so when I was in Slovenia about a month ago, so there's there's this hotel on the side of a river that let us put a trampoline on their balcony and jump off the 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 trampoline off their balcony into the river, and that was like 40 feet below, right? I flopped pretty bad straight to my back doing a trick I've never tried before and was spitting up blood for about a day. So you're not going to die. But it sucks. Like I watched a girl break her back from 40 feet. And because she like she landed in like seating position, and it just compressed her spine, right? If you don't do it right, if your body's not if you haven't trained for it or whatever, it's gonna suck. I've, I've seen people flop from over 100 feet, and they come out totally unscathed. I've seen people flop from 40 feet and break the back it's it's it it all depends on everything right it depends how you land it depends on what kind of water you're in like if you're in quarry water out in vermont where it's flat it's going to hurt a lot more if you land into
0: into like the froth of a waterfall as
1: like the waterfalls landing
0: i guess that you know the big kind of the question that 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 i would have is you're going to push it you're going to push it how do you know how do you keep yourself from pushing it too far
1: It's all internal. Like there's a lot of cliff diving and cliff jumping is visualization. Like when you start to get up to these high cliffs and high jumps and stuff like that, or even if it's not even like as high, but it's like something that's like either kind of sketchy or unique or whatever it may be. Like specifically, there's a place in NorCal, I'm not going to disclose the name, but there used to be a a crane that would go over the water. It's like an old gold mining claim that had a crane. And people jump off it as about eighty feet. And at that time, I've jumped over eighty feet multiple times. But I've been back to that place like four times, and I've, every time I got up there, like I just wasn't feeling correct. I couldn't like I couldn't visualize what I was gonna do safely. Like every time, like I went through my head, like what trick I was gonna do, like something would go wrong in my head. So I'm like, cool, it's time to back down. So a lot of the times, it's just visualization. It's how you feel that day. There's been times where I've backed down from jumps that are like 40 feet. I'm just like, "You are just not feeling it right now. Like something feels off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back." Because a lot of the times, if you push back that, you're like, "Yeah, I don't really feel that good, but I'm just gonna do it anyway." Like that's what you do. So it's a lot of just mental in your in your head how you feel on that day is kind of where you kind of start and stop. Well, at least for me specifically.
0: So it's not one of those things where like, "Oh yeah, I'm a little scared, but I gotta push through this." It's like, "Ooh, if I don't feel it, I'm backing out."
1: Because I'm always scared everybody's always scared. I mean, there's times where I'm at like a 40 foot cliff. I'm not really that scared, but like, even when you're at like hundred feet, it's always scared, right? It's always like, well, that's a long way down and you're, you're excited, but you're scared. And if you're not scared, you're probably, there's something wrong because you need to be afraid of what you're doing when it comes to cliff jumping like this. Like, and especially when we're up hundred plus feet, which we do all the time, it's, you need to be scared. It's, it's good to keep yourself in check knowing that like, even though you're scared, like, you know, your body's going to take care of it type of thing. Being scared is normal. But if you're like, I'm not visualizing right, I'm not feeling what's going on right now, I'm going to just step back.
0: So is there a special way that you're landing? Or am I landing the same way if I go off a diving board in my buddy's backyard?
1: When it comes to stuff like what we do, it's, yeah, it's feet first. Um, you could either land a little bit forward and like, it depends on how high the jump is, obviously. But to say you're like 80 plus feet, you land a little bit forward that can hit you in the jaw and knock you out if you don't do it correctly. It's happened. I've seen it happen. Or if you land a little bit back, you can slap the back of your head or you can slap and you can really hurt your spine if you land kind of like with your butt out. So it's like it's always you need to – you try to be straight up and down on every jump.
0: Really? Yeah. So what what kind of in the community is more impressive, to do like a trick off a 40-foot jump or to just go higher? What's kind of the main thing that people are trying to do?
1: It's, you know, that's an interesting question because it's both, right? You want to do tricks from the highest you can. But also what what people don't understand, doing flips off a high cliff is way easier than just straight jumping it from a high. Because the thing about jumping just straight is horrifying. And I'm telling you, every cliff jumper... In the world will tell you jumping straight is so much scarier than doing a flip because like when i'm doing a flip my mind's occupied i'm thinking about stuff where are my feet where's my body where's the water i'm looking at stuff and I'm, I'm thinking the whole time right so by the time i see the water i'm like cool i got like milliseconds and cool i'm done cool everything's great right but if i straight jump i'm just staring at the water the entire time and it feels like it's twice as high because i jumped off like a 60 footer, a straight jump Um, A few months ago when we were in Oregon and just because the takeoff was super slippery, like I couldn't get my footing right to do the trick I wanted, like it just didn't feel comfortable. So I straight jumped it and it felt it was only 60 feet and I've jumped it like multiple times before, but it felt like it was like 200 feet tall. Like I got butterflies because just straight jumping is terrifying compared to doing flips.
0: I never would have thought that. Yeah, Most because, people think it's the
1: opposite. Like, isn't doing tr- tr- no? It's way easier. It's way funner. Being doing straight jumps is stressful. I don't, I hate it. But I do it sometimes to scare myself. Like we do it sometimes just to like let's 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 freak ourselves out a little bit. Let's just do a straight jump.
0: I always remember, you know, like when you because you know you jump off something, and you jump off something, and it's pretty high, and then you jump off something else, and you get like that whoo, where you really get going. You're like, oh, yeah. that was high.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> right? it happens a lot. Like I've definitely experienced a few times. Um, it's, it's what's called flow state. My uh, my roommate, Nick, actually made a flow state documentary about cliff jumping. And it's an hour and a half feature length film on YouTube. Right. And it's I describe it in that as well. But it's like when you're in the flow state, your mind is just in this, in this zone essentially. Right. And you shut everything off. And there's times where you go for these big jumps and it's completely silent until you hit the water. And it's like you don't hear anything. You you don't hear people cheering. You don't hear the rushing of the waterfall or anything. And the only thing you hear <laughs> right when you hit the water, and then you're like, okay, we're good, we're clear, back in the back to normal, we're good. And then you come up and you're all excited, whatever. But like during the jump, like it's kind of when fear shuts off as soon as you step off the cliff because you're 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 already past it. You've done the hard part. Now it's just getting to the bottom safely. And it and it gets you everything shuts off. It's silent. It's kind of crazy.
0: How much like how di- much of a depth of water do you need for something big like
1: that? We aim like for a minimum of fifteen feet. Um, we uh, we've jumped off stuff more shallow and it's sketchy. We jumped off this eighty foot cliff once into about like eight or nine feet of water and horrible idea. We did it anyway. It was stupid. It was like when we were really young into the into the scene and it was it was stupid. And when you hit and you're just laying down on the bottom in the sand because you're you got as far as you could. Um, it's not good, but you, so you aim for about 15 feet. That gives you a good enough stopping point. Cause even if you do touch bottom, likely you won't touch it hard. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the times, like with us, we wear shoes or not anymore, really it's barefoot mostly, but you wear a lot of wetsuits and stuff when, when you come to high heights like that, because it's a, it's a safety thing because say you were to hurt yourself, you, you float back up the top. If you're unconscious, if you're in a wetsuit, you'll float to the top because they're super buoyant. So we wear those on big ones in case you hurt yourself and you need essentially assistance, right? So wetsuits really slow you down in terms of, in terms of like how deep you need the water to be.
0: I was wondering about that cuz I saw some of your Instagram videos and everybody was wearing a wetsuit and I just assumed the water was cold. And I kind of was I kind of thought like these guys are so tough but they're worried about some cold water. I was it's, wondering. It's what usually
1: never on. for cold water unless we're doing like winter jumping and we do winter jumping when it's like snowing, right? And it's then you're like wetsuit because it's cold type of thing. But usually when we get to high heights we wear wetsuits strictly for safety factors.
0: Is it when you look at it like is it hard to find good places to be able to jump? Or are they just everywhere?
1: Depends on how creative you are also. Like when we went to Slovenia, right? They don't have a ton of jumping spots. But if you know people and you can jump off their their hotel balconies, or if you find an insanely cool bridge to jump off, of, then yeah, it's sweet, right? But if you don't know what you're looking for, it's yeah, it's really hard. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know, like, what to look for, like, in the beginning when it comes to, like, how sheer the cliff is. Like, does the water look deep? Can you read something online that says, like, no, it's a really deep pool? Whatever. If if you know what you're looking for, it's pretty easy. But it's it's not if you don't know what you're doing.
0: Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions?
1: Yeah, let's get into the weird ones. Let's do it.
0: Better, better jump, cannonball or can opener? Can I tell you a funny story about
1: a can opener? Yeah. We so we're in this place in NorCal and we're at this spot. Um, and this guy was drunk and he's cliff jumping, which is a horrible mix, right? And he's there and he goes, I'm going to go to the 60 the footer and do a can opener. And I'm like, absolutely don't do that. One, you've been drinking. Two, as soon as you reach for your knee, all your weight's going to go back and you're going to flop. You're going to really hurt yourself. Like 60 feet's like no joke. And he goes, okay, okay, I won't do it. He goes up there. He does it anyway. lands flat on his back, ruptures his freaking spleen and has to. And the funny thing is that this spot is right behind the hospital, like about two miles behind the hospital. So he hiked to the dang hospital. Like I freaking hate <laughs> can openers after that. <laughs> so cannonball is the straight answer for me.
0: Do you have to? I feel like you have to call it out though.
1: Oh, you have to. You can't just do a cannonball and, be, and not tell anybody. Like you're screaming cannonball amidst your job like 100%.
0: That's the way to do it. Um, <laughs> easiest trick that looks hard, hardest trick that looks easy? Man,
1: that's a, that's a difficult question. I feel like specifically for me, there's a lot of tricks that are are really easy to like my friends that do their that like cliff jump, but are also like skiers, professional skiers, and they'll do stuff like off axis. And what I mean by that is like, you could either do a front flip or a back flip or a twist, whatever but they'll kind of go like shoulder over knee type stuff. And it just, it turns your body in a way that like, I can't understand. So sometimes they look really easy and I, I can't even touch them. I can't do it. So that's the, the hardest trick that looks easy, but the easiest trick that looks, or I want, I want to say it's a gainer, right? It's not, it's nothing crazy, but that's what I do all the time. And it looks really easy, but like, no, it looks hard, I guess, because like, you're, you're running forwards, you're going backwards. Everybody always like, aren't you afraid of hitting your head on the cliff? Which is never the case because, I mean, if you do it, yeah you're, yeah,
0: you're way it, past it by that time. Right.
1: right? But like people always ask, are, are you ever hit your head on the cliff or anything? I was like, it, it looks hard, I guess, to some people, but it's pretty easy. And that's the one I've done my entire cliff jumping career. That's like, I do it off every single cliff. Like, it's just my favorite
0: are most cliff jumpers actually good divers? And I think the person means by like, could you go compete at USA swimming trials or something?
1: Absolutely not. Almost none of us are capable of that. We even really classify ourselves as freestyle cliff jumpers versus like classically trained divers. Cause you have like these red bull events that are everybody's toes pointed. Everybody's judged on every little maneuver, right? But freestyle is a totally different thing in terms of like you're doing stuff off access. um, You're doing, you're doing stuff with more steeds and more layout. Whereas there, how many flips, how many twists, how straight can you be? So we would fail hardcore because we're not following their guidelines at all. Right. They want to see how straight and poised you can be. Whereas freestyle like us, they want to see how, how cool, how sick, how different can you be?
0: But is the, um, like, do you have that same level of body control?
1: I'd say, me specifically, I don't think so. But there's a few people this in this community that can absolutely, that would be able, I feel, take them on in terms of having body control. Like there's some people like Robert Wall, Reinhardt Reed, Chase Reinford, Ryan Bean that have ultimate body control that can do any flip, any twist and compete with the best of them. But it's going to look way different, even though the trick is the same. Like say you go for a double half, right? Which is one front flip, and then another front flip with a half twist, right? Having somebody who does a freestyle background versus somebody who has a classically trained background, it would make it an entirely different look. It's just, it's so, it's really interesting.
0: Best type of rock to jump off of?
1: Something with a waterfall. That's the best one. Not a rock specifically, like, I don't know, I'm not a geologist. But anything where there's a waterfall next to you and you're jumping, like, into the the froth of the water, that's the best one.
0: Best cliff jumping spot in the US, best in the world.
1: I'm gonna say this because it's already blown up. Otherwise i would typically keep these to myself. Uh there's a whole thing with the internet that if you put if you geotag a spot like on Instagram, it like especially when you have a lot of followers, it gets blown up grown out of proportion. The wrong people go there, they litter, they ruin it, it gets shut down, and you never get to go there again. So it's like a lot of with cliff jumping, you kinda of keep it to yourself. But this one's already heavily regulated. Have a suit by. Um uh, it's the Indian reservation in the middle of the Grand Canyon. We went there. I, I went back there. It was 2016 when we went. We went with 150 people. Um, it was this insane event that we went with. And the water was beautiful. We stayed down in the Grand Canyon for five, four or five days and jumped everything there with like the world's greatest cliff jumpers at the time. And I would consider that one of the greatest cliff jumping places in the world and in the United States. It's it's incredible. It's I have tickets to go back next year. They sell out within the first half hour every year that they're on sale and they're, it's an incredible
0: place. Is it just because of like, what, what is it about it? Is it, I mean, obviously it's a beautiful area,
1: there's there's so many factors for me that lead this that like get me there. Like for one, the sheer beauty. You have one. You're in the middle of the Grand Canyon, right? You have these incredible rock orange rock formations, and then the water is this like Gatorade blue color because of the minerals that are in it. So it it provides for an incredible landscape. Um, other than that, there's cliff jumping spots anywhere from like 20 feet to 130 feet. Technically, you're not supposed to jump really any of it. But they kind of just let people do it but they don't they don't want anywhere near the 100 footer and the 130 footer but we kind of do it anyway and then the other thing it's like it's so fun for just vibes in general like outside of cliff jumping right like there's camp spots where they're like but uh, like they have picnic tables in the river where you can just sit there and eat food like while you're like waist deep in the water and it's just beautiful so it's like a lot of things like and to be fair not a lot of people get to experience it like not the standard people that, you, that are going to make the 12-mile hike in and then stay there for four days and then hike 12 miles out. Like nobody really does that. That's probably also, I should have mentioned, it's really difficult to get to. Is
0: it, is it hard on your body? Oh, like, God, could yeah. you, you can do, you do a 60-footer, right? Can you just do this all day long? Or are you like, I got one or two in me?
1: Uh, for like 60, 70 footers, like you could do those a few times, five, 10 times and like be like, eh, whatever. And your body will be sore the next day. Like your body's had a lot, it's a lot of impact. Right. But when it comes to stuff like hundred, 110, 110 plus type stuff, like I'm usually like a one and done person. Like, I'll just do it once. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was incredible. And I probably won't do it again.
0: Will you be like, will you be sore the next day off of a hundred foot jump? Yes and no.
1: I have sometimes. It just depends on how long it's been because there was a stretch of time like in like 2018 where we were jumping off like 90 to 100 footers like every other week for like five months just killing it. And then so it like my body was used to it at that point. But if I don't do it for a while, if I don't do it for like three months, four months, six months, and I go to jump off like a 90 footer or 100 footer, like, yeah, I'll be sore. definitely.
0: Can you make a living off of this?
1: Yeah. You can. It's really, really difficult. It's You're really relying on sponsorship money is what it is. You're not getting paid by some sort of cliff diving association or Red Bull to go do this stuff. It's basically what sponsors can you get and how can they help you fund your endeavors, really. there's only well, I only know a couple people that are able to do it full time and not actually have a job.
0: How many times has your swimsuit come off when you hit the water? It's
1: never came off, but so the problem is, is that they rip from when you hit the impact and it, your shorts are filled with air and they're hitting the water, they're, the air in the water, like are feuding essentially. And so I have shorts all the time that just rip up the seam at the side all the time. And it's like, there's been times where I wear them one time. I'm like, cool, I can't wear these anymore. Luckily, I have a great swimsuit sponsorship that just send. they've been sending me swimsuits for the past five years um animo chapeau they're out of the netherlands they're an incredible company and they're they're great guys and they just send me stuff a couple times a year just to fill me up on uh, (laughs) that
0: on swim trunks on um best piece of cliff jumper lingo
1: oh man that's a good one i think it's an old surfer term and we love to use it and it's called pitted and it's when you when you when you eat shit essentially. So, like, dude, you got totally pitted, right? It's like I really enjoy that cliff jumper term. I'm trying to remember if there's any other one that a cliff jumper term. Actually, I coined it, right? This I don't know if anybody, how many people in the cliffdiving community really know this, but there's a trick that I named. It's called the triple hope Sucks. Really, and it's funny because my girlfriend's name is Hope. I named it after her because it's hilarious because I used to always make fun of her and just. Every time somebody's like, oh, hope. I'm like, yeah, hope sucks. It was random. So I named it randomly. And it's where you do a front flip, a
0: front half
1: to a back flip. So it's three flips with one half twist, right? It's really difficult.
0: Oh, I thought you were like stopping in midair. I was like, how do you do a front flip and stop? And then
1: I see. Front with a half and then a back flip. And then I named that the triple hope sucks. So that's a piece of cliff jumping lingo that. I named, and a lot of people call it that in the cliff jumping community. Like, you see people do it on their Instagram captions: "Did a trip, did my first trip. Hope, did my first trip. Hope sucks, whatever." But I, I coined that. I just want—I am proud of that moment. I didn't I haven't contributed an insane amount of stuff to the cliff jumping community besides like helping pioneer like new spots and stuff. But that's something I got. That's nobody could take that away
0: from me. Does she appreciate that, or <laughs> she doesn't care?
1: She's hilarious. She's she's such a good sport about everything. She's she's incredible.
0: The other part of that is worst piece of cliff diving lingo. You're like, God, people gotta stop saying that.
1: Worst piece of cliff jumping. Lingo. I think what I hate the most, and it's, I think some of us cliff jumpers do that. So there's cliff diving, right? And then you have these kids that trample that come from trampolining into cliff diving. Cause it's kind of like a new step up. And they you like, instead of saying like, Dub half or triple half. They use the terms like triffus and fliffus off a cliff, and I can't stand it. So I'm like, wrong sport, man. You're in the wrong yes. sport. You're talking trampolines. We're we're into cliff diving. Here. We're not doing no trifus and fliffus We're doing dub halves, trip half. We're not using your terms. And I, I that's something like I know it's super minor. It's not like I don't like the guys. It just it bothers the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> I will say this as a person who knows nothing about it. Just hearing that, like, ooh, that's an- <laughs> That's annoying, right? Isn't it's it? Like you can tell. You're, you're trying too hard, right? The lingo hasn't come naturally. You're forcing the lingo. Right?
1: So it's, it's, yeah. it's a totally different community. And I, I yeah. just don't like it. What's the holy grail? I really feel like there's not one holy grail. I feel like in terms of like cliff jumping spots, it's that Havasupai place I told you about. That's, to me, the most incredible place you could get to, like for cliff jumping. But in terms of like cliff jumping itself, I feel like there's not one specific thing. I feel like it's everybody trying to do something new and create something new that's never been done, whether it's a new flip, a new trick, whatever. I think that's really the the drive for a lot of people, just trying to get as versatile as possible.
0: That's pretty much all the questions we got, man. Yeah. Is there anything else you think we missed or anything like that?
1: Well, I'm gonna leave everybody with a message. If if it does, if it gets edited out, like I don't care. Take the time to travel with your friends because going out of the country for us, like with your with your best friends is some of the most like unforgettable memories to ever use. So if you're 22, 25, 30, I don't care if you're 45 or whatever, like going out of the country with your friends and just having an insane time and doing and just doing random stuff and not being like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to stay in a hotel. Go stay at an Airbnb with 15 of your friends and go have a freaking blast and just go out, stay out all night, burn yourself out and have hella hell of fun because that's the best memory of my life.
0: I want to thank Jay so much for joining us. If you want to connect with him, we have linked to him on our social media accounts. We're profoundly pointless on Twitter and Instagram, and we have also included his information in the episode description. Okay, now let's go ahead and bring in John Shaw. What is the most dangerous thing that you regularly do?
2: I mean, I, I guess that's subjective. I, don't, I mean, I would say every time I get into a car, it's dangerous, but that's boring, right? Nobody wants to hear that answer.
0: Yeah, that is kind of boring. I was going to say mow
2: the lawn. <laughs> that's also really sad.
0: How old your mower? I mean, if you've got a pretty old mower, like my mower is like four years old and the blade could legitimately come off at any second. And I don't exactly <laughs> take any kind of precautions by avoiding rocks. At least three times while mowing the yard, I think this blade's coming off and chopping off my legs. Do you, think that's, do you think that's sad, though, that at this stage in our lives, the most dangerous, like, riskiest thing that we do is mow the yard and drive to work?
2: Mm, I mean, I, I don't I know. I mean, I, I would ask, I mean, what's something, it, it, unless you have a profession to where you're, you know, I don't know, whatever, at a zoo working with tigers every day. I mean, what's a normal person do every day that's dangerous?
0: It probably legitimately is just driving to work is the most dangerous thing that people do.
2: You could say going up and down the stairs is dangerous. But then at the same point, it's like, well, if you fall down a flight of stairs, you might break a leg, but you're probably going to survive. You get hit by a car. eh.
0: That seems to be the natural progression of life. Like in your 20s, you're probably doing something actually risky, like jumping off of cliffs or (laughs) riding your motorcycle but as you get older then it becomes driving and it's driving until you get to the age where it's walking downstairs
2: some people would say just getting you know waking up every morning is the most dangerous thing
0: like are we are we missing out on life because we're not taking these kind of risks
2: i i don't think i am but because i i had i had a great time in my 20s i'm not saying i took risks every day I'm okay with the, I guess, the most riskiest thing that I do now being driving, you know, a car from here to, you know, point A to point B. I'm okay with that at this point in my life.
0: Yeah, it's weird how you want your life to be, you go from wanting your life to be adventurous to wanting it to be boring.
2: Unless you're my wife, and then she says, yeah, sure, go cliff diving because you're actually worth more dead than alive. Much more, actually.
0: Oh, I'm worth way more dead.
2: Yeah, me too, 100%.
0: Yeah, so then wait a minute, if we killed each other, do we cash in on our life insurance policy?
2: I, I guess if it's considered an accident.
0: Okay, man, you've been talking it up for episodes, what's the big October candle of the month that you've been going on about forever?
2: Well, I mean, I, I have to go, I've been, I was actually pretty excited about this. Um, I'm going to have to go with Fall Festival from, <sighs> from Bed Bath and Beyond as my favorite fragrance of the month
0: that sounds pretty generic and i was hoping for something like pomegranate pumpkin berry well <laughs> no i
2: mean i mean i could go into a couple other i mean you know i, I had written down some halloween ones here that I, i've had in the past like witch's brew which is a, a different kind okay. of candle um be thankful which is more like thanksgiving but it's it's folly haunted hayride i've had before uh, spooky spider cider. I don't even remember having that, but I wrote it down as you know having it.
0: So can you? Okay, with your candle. So for people who aren't familiar with this, John is a huge candle <laughs> fanatic, and he spends legitimately a hundred dollars a month, if not more, on candles. His record is, I believe, three hundred dollars a month in <laughs> candles. Can you walk into a room and identify the the scent, the candle scent, the specific candle? Yeah,
2: because I I have discussed this before that I usually burn. One all the way through. No,
0: not your house. Somebody else's house. Oh.
2: <laughs> um, if I'm not correct, like I'm in the ballpark. Like if I might not get the exact name, but I'll say like, oh, that has a hint of, you know, nutmeg or cinnamon. And, that you know, it'll lead me to the to the root, so to speak. Yeah, I know. What am I talking it's, about?
0: It's it's so lame, but yet impressive at the same time.
2: It's, uh, you know, anything uh, spiced apple, too, like spiced pumpkin apple. Those are good ones, too. Anything spicy right now, because the weather in a lot of parts of the country is changing from uh, warm to, you know, cooler. So
0: you sure about that?
2: Sp- well, <laughs> not where I live, not in Michigan right now. I don't know what the F's going on, but. Uh... <laughs>
0: Dude, that's the future. <laughs> uh, OK. All right. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> moving on here. Of the month.
2: Canada of the month to uh, some shout outs here. Uh, we'll start with Vince Hernandez. Appreciate you, Sarah Peters. She has the handle of the of the week, by the way, with at real Sarah Peters, because I'm at the real show. So anyone with at the real, I appreciate it.
0: Oh, more. so it's somebody else who couldn't come up with a better name.
2: <laughs> don't worry, Sarah. We uh, we still like you. Don't worry, Uh Courtney uh at Motor City 42 another one that i appreciate a local detroit listener uh riley Here we go.
0: does she actually live in detroit or is she a fake detroit person like you who claims to be from detroit but actually lives outside <laughs> in the suburbs
2: you know she didn't say where she lives i know her her uh, her tag had you know pistons fan and tigers fan but uh, who knows she's probably she a suburbanite
0: a, she had an, an area code in there though right
2: no i no it was just the number 42 oh okay okay all right. Uh Riley, good back to you. Uh Allison, Joel, Rosie May, Caitlin, Diana, and Brian. You all get the uh the special shout-outs for the week on the tail end of a very special candle segment. So I appreciate we appreciate all of you.
0: Uh, is it Brian with a y or Brian with an i?
2: Brian with an i.
0: Okay. I appreciate I I would say that in general, I like Brian's with an I more than I like Brian's with a Y. <laughs> but it's reversed for Ryan. Now, I like Ryan's with a Y more than I like Ryan's with an I. So the Brian-Ryan mm. ratio is reversed for me there.
2: I guess I've never, uh, I, I, I'm not sure I I know anyone that's with an I for Ryan. Like R-I-A-N. I'm not sure I know anybody.
0: I can think of one person. Brian, Brian Rusillo.
2: <laughs> cool guy. Cool. Or is it a man, woman? I assume a likes man likes to party. I know <laughs> yeah, that.
0: Yeah. To... Or at least he used to when he got busted for oh, breaking boy. into somebody else's hotel room. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
2: yeah, uh, Allegedly. Brian. I, I guess I I know way more B R I's and B R Y's. So um, I'm probably gonna say I'm gonna stay equal parts douchery on. Both spellings.
0: Okay. Okay. So.
2: Going
0: against all Brian's. All (laughs) right. Pissing off
2: all Brian's here. Um, All right. So uh, first question to you. uh, When you burn the roof of your mouth, uh, whatever you eat late at night and and the microwave, you know, whether it's uh, uh, pizza rolls or or, or something hot. uh, Is it worth it to you? Knowing. Say you have a a hot pocket and you have it in the Mm. microwave and you know that you're going to take it out and. You can let it cool for five minutes or you can just take the first bite, but it's going to burn the roof of your mouth and it's going to be that weird feeling the next day and, you know, everything else. Is it worth it? Do you do it or are you the patient person and let it sit?
0: I don't know if it's worth it, but I know that I've never been able to actually like wait it out. Yeah. Like maybe 20 seconds I can wait before I take another bite of it. I don't generally burn the roof of my mouth, though. I usually burn my tongue. What are you doing that you're burning the roof of your mouth? I think
2: <laughs> trying to get into explaining this, I, I think what happens, and I think a lot of people, this happens too. I don't think so. As you bite into it and, you know, you 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 get the hotness so your tongue pushes it. You push it up to the top of your mouth, to the roof of your mouth for whatever reason. And I don't it, and think I've
0: ever honestly burned the roof of my mouth. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> I don't think, I, I really don't think it's that <laughs> uncommon. I really don't
0: there's no way, though, that you're only burning the roof of your mouth, because if you used your tongue to then push it up to the roof of your mouth, you would burn your tongue at the same time, unless you're somehow developed this eating technique and with you (laughs) go teeth and then straight to roof of mouth.
2: No, I mean, you probably burn your tongue a little bit, but it's it's the after effect of burning the roof of your mouth that I've always cared about a lot more.
0: Okay, that makes a little more sense. Because I don't think that I've ever burned the roof of my mouth. And quite frankly, if I did, that would be one of those things like, "Ooh, I've learned a lesson here because that sounds pretty horrible. (laughs) But in general, like if I burn my tongue, I'll wait maybe 20 seconds before trying again. And then I'll do that weird like (laughs) like teeth eat thing that people do. Yeah. But there's no waiting involved. Maybe I'll throw it in the fridge for a minute.
2: Wow. I mean, you're really dedicated. I just. I just go for it. I don't even I wait. Just go right for it! Wow. Yeah, just burn do. the
0: roof of your mouth.
2: Just yeah, I'm su- I'm surprised you you kind of for those who can't see us on video right now. Nick's giving me some funny faces like I just spoke alien to him. I don't think it's that uncommon. I think it's a pretty commonplace thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good talk. We'll see you out there.
0: All right. Good talk. <laughs> see you later.
2: All right. Uh... You know how a game goes. <laughs> Someone came to you and said you either had to stop eating treats or meat. Which one are you giving up?
0: Well, treats. That's pretty easy. I mean, you'd probably die otherwise. (laughs) I mean, you can't subsist on.
2: (laughs) I guess when I think of these questions, I don't think of like you. You You
0: don't really think it through very well.
2: I don't think of you (laughs) thinking of it like, you know, at a realistic um, point of somebody
0: actually answering the question? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't give you enough credit, I guess.
0: No, I mean, yeah, you give up treats, man I mean, I like treats, but I like generally being alive more And I don't really feel like subsisting off of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups
2: I mean, I don't don't know if you, I mean, I've never done it But, I mean, vegans seem to to live pretty well I don't know if you need meat for most of your life
0: But, I mean, I'd still much rather give up treats either way Like, yeah, you could, but I would much rather have access to a meat-like protein yeah, you would. Yeah, I would. The bigger and harder that meat is, the more <laughs> I want to take it all down my mouth.
2: <laughs> we haven't had a good meat joke lately, so
0: no, we haven't. And I don't chew it fast either. I like to suck on that meat once I get it. Okay, we went too far. Let's yeah. just move on. Let's just edit, edit, snip. Going to this <laughs> part now. Control all. Yeah. All right. So,
2: uh, my 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 current uh, events thing actually happened today. You probably
0: what is it? You
2: know what it's going to be. I, we really need like a drum roll here um so half of social media went down today Facebook, Instagram. how great was it? God, it was so great seeing people freak I'm gonna use this word the fuck out today. It was so awesome watching people I don't know what to do Facebook's down, Instagram's down like I'm gonna go to Twitter like it was fantastic and I love it.
0: Okay, so John has a huge grudge against social media. I do. Were people really freaking out, or were they kind of just like, I'm going to pretend to freak out, but really I just want you to retweet the thing that I just sent? Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? But they're not really being serious. Because I think that ultimately, most people, they probably don't give a shit.
2: I See, once again, I I think in our age group— we're the last age group that probably don't give a shit. I think everyone below us gives a shit. I think that's their lives. And I, 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 could, I could be wrong, but that's my opinion.
0: But just because, okay, I mean, just because something is what somebody does a lot doesn't necessarily mean that's what they want to be doing. Like, I bet people, I bet people, most people were secretly really enjoyed it.
2: I can tell you I was. It was fantastic trying to log on to Facebook and having, you know, the page does not exist error. It was awesome. Yeah. And it's nothing against Facebook. It was just nice. I don't know, not having to think about it. I'm as guilty as anybody. I don't like it, but I still have it. I still do it. It is scary, though, to think about that in the blink of an eye, assuming that it was something more than just a server going down. That something could wipe out an entire social media platform in the blink of an eye and it's gone. That's kind of, you know, scary.
0: Oh, I I would honestly make an argument that we are in some ways closer to the apocalypse for society than we have ever been. Because if Internet goes down, fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, there's no other way to put it. Just fuck.
0: <laughs> Just fuck <laughs> is the only response, right? Like, what? Well, because it's not even just like hey man i can't watch netflix it's what's going to happen to the supply chain getting food to places what happens to like basic communications fuck all right okay so our top five top five halloween songs what's your number five
2: my number five is the ghostbusters theme by ray parker jr
0: that's way too low for that. That's a ridiculous statement. That's the top three song at the very
2: least. I, I don't know, man. I have I have some what I think are good ones. I really you do. You better
0: have some strong songs
2: I, on there.
0: Because I, already I feel like that's ridiculous.
2: I I, I, I really think I do. I, I do. What's your number five?
0: She Wolf by Shakira.
2: Okay, so I, <laughs> I have that on my honorable mention uh, only because it's Shakira. And I have... Out of every yeah. woman celebrity out there, I think she's probably my biggest crush for sure. Shakira. Oh yeah,
0: because she fills so many different demographics Oof. of the crush area, right? Like yeah. she's yeah, and we don't need to go into that much more. But she fills a lot of those demographics. That's like <laughs> it would be a question of is that a good is that a Halloween song if somebody besides Shakira is singing it? Like Celine Dion sings She Wolf. Is that still a <laughs> top five song? Yeah, probably not.
2: No, but I also think the context is different then. You know what I mean? Celine Dion makes it into this long, drawn-out ballad. that's true.
0: That's true. Even Britney Spears singing that song probably doesn't make it a top five to me. It has to be specifically Shakira singing that song. For sure.
2: I would agree. For that song, 100%. All
0: right. What's your number four?
2: Uh, Frankenstein by Alice Cooper.
0: How does that go? I don't remember that one.
2: Be my... Frankenstein, yeah.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, that's one of those songs, though. Then I've got some of my honorable mention. That it's more like a one-liner that kind of brings it around to Frankenstein, like um, AC like Highway to Hell by ACDC. Yeah, but is that a is that a is that really a Halloween song, or do they just mention something?
2: No, I mean the the whole. I mean the whole premise. The, it start the song starts off with like the doctor walking in, and there's sound effects, and then he looks at Frankenstein, and the music kicks. It's a whole. To me, it's a whole like little story wrapped up into one song. It's that's it's it's a fantastic theatrical song. If you haven't checked it out, I would recommend it.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, my number four is the Adams Family theme song. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, everybody knows that dun, one, right like that, that everybody knows what that is <laughs> even if you've never seen the Addams Family which Addams is family. even before really our time but yeah. everybody knows that
2: and now there's some weird remake or something that just came out or whatnot I don't even know it's just terrible
0: yeah most remakes are generally pretty terrible alright what's your number three
2: <laughs> uh, so I've, I I should have put this higher but i am I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say Thriller as my number three
0: I could, there's a strong put, like I could see it. I think you're, you can't go any higher than three with Thriller. You can't. No, but I,
2: I also think that if you were to ask generations of 1990 on, when you think of Halloween, what's like, like mainstream Halloween and songs, what's the one song you think of? And I think Thriller is always at the top of the list.
0: Yeah. We always we should at some point clarify. So when I say higher, I mean number higher. Like I don't think that you that 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 could be in the top three. I don't think it's third, but that has to be in the top three. I think of Halloween songs. Uh, my number three is Monster Mash.
2: Okay. Uh, so I mean, I, I guess you kind of just busted my list. So yeah. So I have Monster Mash on my list, but it's it's my number one.
0: That's your number one is Monster yeah. Mash. Yeah. I could see that. I actually thought about putting it as number one, but I didn't. I mean, I thought about it.
2: Yeah. It's a classic. It's been redone a few times. It's just, it's a fun song, right? It's Ooh, just a know. good.
0: So does that mean what's your number two then? Cause I think then given your three and one, I think that there's only one thing that your number two should be.
2: And I, well, and it's not what you think. And this is the one I think that you're going to hate the most. But anyone who's a fan of of the holiday will get this and that is my number 2 is the Halloween movie theme theme song. The Michael Myers theme song. How does it go? Um I'm going to Like pl-
0: dude, don't pull it up. You hum it like a man.
2: <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's 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 too it's too uh, exact for me to hum. I'm going to screw it up. But just try it. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, that sounds like a song. Like a you know, <laughs>
0: and that's I think something else.
2: Yeah, no, it's um. Hold on a second, cause, you
0: can't actually play it because of copyright stuff.
2: Well, shit, then. Uh well then, people. I, I don't want to try to do it because I won't do it justice because it's it's all instrumental, obviously. But it's, I mean, when you think of Halloween, you think of a lot of times horror movies. And there's no other theme that's
0: associated even with close, it. huh? Yeah. See, now I, well, my 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 number two is also a movie one, but it goes in the other direction. That's Ghostbusters.
2: Okay. I mean, like I said, I to me the Halloween theme, and I'm wrong, right? Because because obvious. Well, no.
0: Ghostbusters is not a Christmas movie, man.
2: No, but Ghost. I was gonna say Ghostbusters. What? It, It is a a, a more of a commercial hit than Halloween, but I think the cult status of both is similar to a certain degree, which is, you know, the songs are, are, are equal of importance, which is why I have them both on the list, but I have Halloween a little higher.
0: Hmm. I guess I never just under associated Michael Myers with Halloween, even though the name of the movie was Halloween. I never thought of it as a Halloween movie. That's... Like Scream is apparently a Halloween movie, but I don't think of it as a Halloween movie. I just think of it as a scary movie.
2: I mean, he comes back and that's the night that he does all of his murdering is uh on Halloween night. Oh.
0: <laughs> I mean listen when... did they ever establish what day of the week it was?
2: <laughs> no. For though but I'm I'm gonna give you an out here because for those who don't listen to this podcast on the regular, you're not a big horror movie fan, so
0: No. So that's King... yeah. King Kong is the scariest movie I ever watched. Nick's a Twilight guy. Oh, that's even too much for me. It got (laughs) vampires and shit in there, dude. That's terrifying. (laughs) Would you rather be real-life friends with Dracula or Frankenstein? Dracula. Yeah, Dracula.
2: Because you know he's going to be a a lot better time.
0: He's got probably a lot better time, right? Like, Frankenstein's not going to be that fun. You can't really take him anywhere. No. You're going to be like, fuck.
2: He's gonna get you into some shit. Dracula will get you into some shit, but then he can just disappear.
0: Right, and he can like Frankenstein is gonna get you into some shit. Like I don't want to be in this, but <laughs> yeah. Dracula's gonna get you into some shit, and then like, ooh, that was a good time with Dracula. Like, You're gonna wake up in
2: the morning like and anything. be like, what's up?
0: Oh, all right, right. <laughs> Where am I? Gotta stop hanging out with Dracula. Uh, okay, so my number one. What's your number one? What was it? Monster Mash. Yeah, right? we
2: yeah we had the same number one.
0: No, he didn't, because my number one is Thriller.
2: Oh, that's right. No, Monster Mash is your three. That's right.
0: Monster Mash is my Monster three.
2: Monster Mash is my one. Yes, Monster Mash is my number one. Thriller, uh, I'm not I'm fine with it. I, I don't think it's number one or two, but like I said, I agree with you. That it has to be in top three,
0: so. Does the controversy surrounding Michael Jackson ruin any of his music for you?
2: Wow, that's a deep question. Um, n- uh,
0: <laughs> No. Yeah. That's that's kind of like it right. doesn't for me, but then, then I think about it and like, oh yeah, it kind of does. Well, I was
2: trying to phrase this without sounding uncultured, which I might already sound that way. Anyways, I, I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan to begin with. Um, mm. I okay. I understand and I respect what he did for music, but it just wasn't my cup of tea for the most part.
0: Okay, okay. See, I feel the same way about like somebody, for example, I'd use Tom Cruise. Ever since that came out, that he was like a lunatic, I couldn't even watch any of his movies—any new ones, any old ones—none of it. Can't watch any of it.
2: So, I mean, yeah, I like Tom Cruise. I don't—I mean, I don't really care about him personally, but I, I like his movies. So I—I I try to separate, you know. Okay, I don't
0: separate. I don't separate. <laughs> All right, what you got in your honorable mention? I got a ton.
2: Yeah, I, I don't—I don't have a ton. I have—I have a few though. Like I have. uh like I said earlier, I she wolf. I have uh, I put a spell on you out of Hocus Pocus.
0: Okay. okay. Uh,
2: Bad Moon Rising.
0: I don't see how that's a Halloween song. It doesn't scream Halloween to me.
2: Yeah, it's you know it it, it talks about you know moon rising werewolves whatever. Uh, Black Sabbath. It's about Satan. Um, and then the one that I'm kind of surprised that neither of us had on our list is Purple People Eater.
0: Oh, I don't remember that one. Honestly, that's before purple, our time. That's like so far before our time that like, yeah, we, already, we didn't even catch any of the edges of it. Yeah, I, I mean, ooh, uh, let's see. I got Nightmare on My Street by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French Prince. <laughs> <laughs> the nightmare my street. I don't remember how it goes. I don't either. Oh, um, well, I guess I don't have a whole bunch. Oh, the Stranger <laughs> Things theme song. Okay, I've, I
2: have I saw season one and I haven't seen any more. So,
0: Season one was fantastic. The rest of it, honestly, is one of those shows that has gradually gotten worse. It hasn't been like, mm, the first one was really good, right? It, it deserves its credit for that. Mm. But any of the subsequent seasons have just been a letdown. Now you could make an argument that the first one was so good there was only way only way it could go was down. but
2: I mean <laughs> uh, that's probably a whole discussion for another time, but I mean, what show ever is better a lot of times than after the first season? There's very few shows that can carry its weight through multiple seasons being that great, I feel.
0: Game of Thrones. You can make an argument. I think you could make an argument for some of the seasons of The Sopranos, Breaking Bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- there are some. I'm not saying there aren't. I, you know, people say that Ted Lasso is fantastic. You know, outside the that's first just, season,
0: that's I, one of those things that I feel like I just don't have any interest in watching it. Once everybody gets involved in something, then I don't want to do it.
2: We need to get Apple to sponsor us, so then I can get an Apple TV subscription.
0: Oh, is that all it takes?
2: That's all it takes.
0: Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, please leave a review. It really helps us out. And let us know what are some of your favorite Halloween songs. I was shocked John didn't put pick Twitter. Or I was shocked that John didn't put Thriller as his number one. I really, I would assume that's pretty much everybody's number one. But let us know if your top five is completely different.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.